uh, the mistake update as of 9.30 Eastern time this morning. A mistake he might have made has yet to come to President Bush. <laughs> That's the latest. Well, what do you know? From Cleveland, Ohio to Norfolk, Virginia, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tulian on piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, and I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, the globe-trotting Jacobson family and the What Do You Know quiz. Support for What Do You Know comes from PRI affiliate stations with additional financial support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support is also provided by the Boca Foods Company, makers of lower-fat meatless products. Boca burgers, dinner sausages, chicken patties and nuggets and breakfast patties and links are available in the frozen section of grocery and natural food stores nationwide. Boca, the taste will change you. On the web at bocaburger.com. Now, the man who can't think of anything he wants on eBay, Michael Feldman. Riding the Segway with a tennis racket in his hand, maybe. That, that's a mistake. That, that would be. A, that was a mistake. <laughs> Having a pretzel without a beer. There, you know, hiring Paul O'Neill, there must be something. <laughs> in the news, a comparison of the Carrie Bush military record shows three purple hearts to one dentist appointment. <laughs> Some of the Bush people are saying that one of Carrie's war wounds was scarcely more than the president received in a zipper-related flight suit incident. <laughs> Responding to critics, John Kerry says the SUV's in his wife's name. <laughs> like everything else, I might add. <laughs> Kerry's uh, still behind in uh, cash raised, but he's playing catch up. <laughs> That's the Heinz connection. That's there. right. In case anyone's wondering. Uh, Bush and Cheney will appear in front of the 9-11 panel together where uh, Mr. Cheney promises to drink a glass of water while Mr. Bush speaks. <laughs> So it can be done. <laughs> Secretary Powell reportedly still doesn't know about any plans for Iraq. <laughs> Although we can tell from the president's body language that something is up. <laughs> the administration says the decision to hand over the Iraqi government to Punch and Judy on June 30th <laughs> does not mean it will be a puppet government. Panel of experts uh, discovers USA Today makes up all the good news. <laughs> In the event of a terrorist attack uh, wiping out Congress, the House votes to let lobbyists run the government directly. <laughs> and the mouse born to two mothers has only himself to blame for any bad traits. <laughs> That's all the news that is, and thank you so much. <laughs> it was quick. Yeah, I can't buy anything more on eBay. I bought everything that I thought I ever wanted on eBay. I went through this thing, you know. I yeah. started, it was, it's an addiction. Any of you been addicted to eBay? Figure out, you got to first of all figure out what you, what you need, and then you figure out what you don't need, uh, or what you used to have. Like I bought a turntable and the printers that are obsolete, and <laughs> because I was nostalgic for them. Have you bought stuff on there? Yeah. Yeah, what'd you get? <laughs> that very speaker that you're using yeah. on eBay? Did you get a good deal on it? It was a really good deal, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Are you still bidding on that? Because you get a star. Every time you bid, you get a number with a star next to it. 
So if you get a real high number, then you're like a really good bidder. Right. And you get a lot of respect on eBay. So you can buy uh, children's clothing and jewelries that my wife's got a ton of. From eBay? Outfits for Gianna. So she's oh, excellent. Oh, excellent, yeah. And you're about due for another bid on that, aren't you? Any day now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let us know, will you? I'll buy another bottle of booze. Like every, a free bottle of booze with every baby. Okay. That's it. <laughs> This book is a charming book. Uh, it's called 12,000 Miles in the Nick of Time, A Semi-Dysfunctional Family Circumnavigates the Globe uh, by Mark Jacobson and his family, actually. And uh, if you've ever taken a vacation with your family, and who hasn't, um, the idea of t packing a family up and going around the world with them is a daunting proposition. And this proves it. And Mark Jacobson is online with us from Brooklyn, New York right now, who did this with his, with his kids, I think three kids. I think there's three, we'll find out for sure, and his wife. And they survived it, and it was a funny uh, book uh, in, that came out of it, as a matter of fact. Mark, are you there? Yeah, hi. How are you? I'm good. Have you survived this uh, trip in good stead? Is everyone still talking to each other? Well, intermittently, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're up and down about that, but mostly okay. Now, I, my, you know, we had to take educational vacations. My father insisted on taking, you know, going to see the locks at Sault Ste. Marie and, and things like and, and, and the USS Constitution and, and stuff like that. But uh, this is really going beyond all bounds as far as that goes. Did you have in mind that you wanted to uh, edify your, your children? Well, I was, in, I was of the mind they needed some edifying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe we went too far. But then on the other hand, sometimes I think we should have went to you know, the Earth and Mars. You know? Maybe yeah. we didn't go far enough. So you wanted to show them the world, but some of it actually was, was going back to places you had been in a kind of a magical mystery tour in, in the 60s. My wife and I went on this uh, elongated honeymoon of about a year of going around the world, and some of these places we went to before, so uh, mm -hmm. we thought that 20 years later, now that we had acquired these uh, three uh, charming appendages that we call our children, that we would um, take them back to some of the places we'd already gone to uh, see how things had changed there and to us and to uh, let these people, these, our three children, see um, some of these rather extraordinary places around the world. Yeah. Some of which were, uh, they enjoyed more than others, I must say. Are, are you stuffing envelopes now? Am I stuffing envelopes? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you do? I hear like little noise going on there. I don't know if you're stuffing envelopes or... Do you have a mail order business? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. Okay. All right, so I, I can see taking kids to see educational things around the world, but for example, the Burning Ghat. Well, the Burning Ghat is, um, well, there's just no place else like that, you know? Um, for a point of uh, information, it's a place in, uh, it's called Varanasi. It's a place on the, on the Ganges River where uh, all good Hindus would like to go and have their bodies buried, their bodies burned on a big funeral pyre and have their ashes strewn into the holy river. Mm -hmm. And um, they actually do it. They really do it. And, uh, you know, and the, the, there's big black smoke and um, lots of screaming and yelling. And um, the children just, you know, had gone to a couple of uh, unveilings in uh, cemeteries in Brooklyn, you know, they, where things are not that flamboyant. We're a little amazed by this. Yeah. <laughs> the kids pretty much enjoy that, watching the cremations? And... Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> they were kind of shocked, but I don't think they'll ever forget it. Yeah. 
did their reaction surprise you, or you must have not thought that they perhaps wouldn't enjoy this entirely? Or well, I thought I, I kind of thought that they would. Um, I was kind of like clueless. I didn't know what they were going to think about it, actually. But um, once they saw all the bodies stacked up on the side, you know, wrapped up in these white uh, gauze, I thought that they, you know, they began to look a little skeptical. Yeah. But then when they in the um, one of the um, one of the customers, which actually had to pay to have this happen, one of the customers, they apparently turned out that they didn't have enough money to uh, actually completely burn the body. So once, you've, once you're in a situation where you don't have enough wood, which you have to buy, they just toss you in the river half burned. The children kind of looked askance at that. They thought this was a little uh, extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so your, kid, your, your kids wanted you to pay for it, pay for more wood. Yes, they did. They yeah. thought that I should, uh, yeah. I should step up and, like, you know, write a check to the uh, burning Gatwala, <laughs> and um, therefore, you know, but the, but then by the time I got, by the time I was reaching for my checkbook, I'd already thrown the body in the water, and it was too late. So there was a lot of recrimination on every side, you know, because of this, because yeah. I, and and I was called cheap, and you know, yeah. stuff like that. You know? Sort of got the vacation off on the wrong foot there. Well, it was kind of in the middle of the vacation, so we were already, uh, there were many feet left and right and, uh, you know, club foot, every kind of thing like that. Yeah. But now, the, the phrase, esteeming the chance booty, what, what does that mean to you? Well, um, in reality, we found this book, um, we found a book called How to Speak Farsi in 29 Days, which we had traded in for a book that found our way into our pack called uh, Raising Ophelia, which is supposedly how do you, how you raise your children. We hated it. Um, so we traded it in for this Farsi book, and um, there were a lot of expressions in there that you're supposed to memorize, sort of like, um, you know, uh, how, to, how to get along in Farsi, which is this language they speak in Iran. And one of the, instead of saying, you know, usual uh, language phrases like, um, you know, this kind of stuff I learned in high school. They had expressions like, by the time the old woman has returned, he will have died by of the snake venom. Which I, guess, which I don't know is a common expression there. But um, one of the ones that we one of the ones that we uh, enjoyed was steaming the chance, steaming the chance booty. Um, so um, we began to uh, repeat this because of the. Um, I don't think that booty means the same thing in Iran as it does here. Yeah. So we uh, we found this to be amusing. Yeah. And it was also it means it means good fortune. Right. In other words, like here we are, we're in Cambodia. We've seen the we're seeing the Angkor Wat, and uh, we should esteem our chance booty that we saw all these fantastic things. Right. Uh, so after was it after uh, the the uh the, the got that you took them to see the killing fields in Cambodia? No, we thought the killing fields were kind of like a prelude, you know, we had to warm them up. You so know, that was first. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, this is making me seem like a real ghoul. <laughs> it's an interesting vacation idea, you know, it's, a, it's the kind of package you don't usually hear about. But, uh, well, it's, so, you know, you've got to, I'm, I'm, trying to mar I'm trying to market this concept, you know, like, um, you know, your children are giving you a hard time, they won't get up in the morning, they won't go to school. You know, they're eating this bad food, um, they're talking back, you know, they're acting like people on situation comedies, and then, like, you know, if you want to get back at them, you take them on this vacation, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, do you think this is a good marketing idea or not? 
uh, for your family, I think that's about it. You know, I don't see much application beyond that. And I can't imagine taking my my family on some on some of this stuff or anywhere for that matter. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Well, how about uh, you take them to Mount Rushmore? Would you do that? Yeah, Mount Rushmore is, is you know. Well, the presidents they just stand there and they don't do anything. If they were burning ex-presidents in Mount Rushmore, I don't think I would. <laughs> I don't want to get political now. Necessarily take them there. You know? <laughs> now we've got Ray. Your your daughter's on the line with us too. Is it on this line or on? Uh, yeah, she's on the, yeah, she's on the other here. line. Oh, she's there. Okay. Hi, Ray. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Fine. Are, are you in college now? or? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just about to go back to school, actually. About to go back to school. How's that I'm working out? I'm off. This was a few years ago you made this trip. Yeah. But what was your reaction to what your father made you see? It's the wrong thing. A lot of it resulted in uh, questioning his sanity. <laughs> which was okay. What, what was your... I do that on a daily basis anyway. Yeah. What was your conclusion about his sanity? It's still pending. <laughs> <laughs> but so the burning got was the thing where you, uh, that was a, kind of a shocking thing. In Cambodia, it was such a, hor a horrible story behind that of, of the uh, exterminations in, in Cambodia. Well, yeah, Cambodia actually was interesting because I'd studied it just on my own when I was in high school because I thought it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, horrifying, but interesting. And then so when we got there, it was like, a history that I wanted to see. Yeah. So that was, it was almost like I was prepared, but I don't think you can be prepared for that. Yeah. Was there any point on this trip that it started becoming a good time? Oh, yeah. There were a couple points, actually. Yeah. Um, we went to Kosamet, which was really nice. It was on, it's an island off Thailand. It's like kind of swimming and stay in a little hut kind of a place. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I really enjoyed Nepal. Nepal is just beautiful, and it wasn't so hot, which made a really big difference. <laughs> and it was just a sort of something you never would see ever. Yeah. So you were in Kathmandu. Kathmandu, and it was just amazing and totally beyond anything I had ever expected to see. Yeah. The but mountains in the background and all the colors and everything in the front. It was just something that you knew you had to enjoy because. Well, it's good to chance to see something like that. Yeah. But in India, you didn't care for? Not so much, no. I think maybe if I went back now, I've had a lot of people that I know ask me about what I wrote about India. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that maybe it would be a different story now if I went back, you know, with all my family and in a different sort of mindset, being not 16. Because I think, you know, anywhere is kind of hell if you have to go there with your parents and you're 16. Yeah. It doesn't really matter where you go. Because yeah. you're still with your parents. So, so they, were, they were being very protective of you because a lot of guys were hitting on you, basically. No. No. Not at all. Not at all. No. <laughs> totally wrong. No, I, my dad was going, what? You don't, you don't need that. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't... Uh, a protective situation. My mom was very protective. No. My dad was uh, sort of fascinated by other things going on. Yeah. Well, who, who was the Was that in Egypt? The gentleman wanted to actually propose to you, wanted to take your hand? Oh, and... that? No, he wanted to marry my sister. Oh, your sister. But she puked on him. <laughs> That'll put him off. That'll put yeah, him off. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Thank God for car sickness. Yeah. And that's where you, no. that's Mark, that's where you said that she was reserved already and you wanted to reserve her? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, she already asked me, but I told her him that I was married. You were so, married, uh, and your sister was reserved to someone else. <laughs> he actually believed this, too, which yeah. is Yeah, that's true. Uh, was there, Mark, in, in the trip, when you came to Egypt, actually it seemed like you'd almost found a place where you could even consider relocating, but it wasn't to be. No. Well, we like Cairo because it reminds us of our lovely home in New York City. Yeah. Um, you know, it's particularly chaotic, you know, and you can get killed at any moment, so we thought it was just like home. But you decided not to stay. This, this idea that you, could, that you are what you are and people know what you are, and the people were, were nice to you, but still they, that you, you could never fit in there. Was that, was that part of it? Well, I think it's, uh, in the Middle East, I think that that's really a, that, that's a consideration. People know, people, they just look at you and they know where, where you, they can see your roots, they can see all the way back through your grandparents. And um, this is probably one of the political problems why people, uh, why things may never ever be settled there. Mm -hmm. But um, they can tell who you are, yes. And, and you can sort of like, uh, Negotiate from that point of view that, like, you know, you're on one side and you're on the other side. Yeah. But it's, um, we love Cairo. They have great, the uh, fresh mangoes, fresh, fresh mango juice and cardamom coffee. I mean, I think I can live on that. Mm -hmm. and, and even the Bedouin lifestyle in, in the desert appealed to you. Yes, we did. Actually, we, we were able to uh, eat dinner with a Bedouin family or just about to uh, engage in a marriage. So, um, but the girls had a better time because you know they have this strict separation of sexual of, of sexes there, and we, and we the men have to sit around like you know the, they're the kings. You have to sit in this kind of cross-legged thing, which is very uncomfortable, and discuss your uh, how many cows you have and how many camels you own. Well, the women were back in the back there listening to this Motown music and having a great time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know, you know. And, and they didn't know they were nomadic, did they? Your daughter had to explain that. Yes, well, I think they knew they were nomadic. They just had, they weren't familiar with that particular term. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I missed that semantic lesson, actually, but I, would, I wish I was there. Did you, did you ever climb uh, Mount Sinai to uh, receive the Ten Commandments? Absolutely not. Uh, so you had to get up early. You were going to, you know, have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and then you had to climb up this mountain. Then we realized that, um, you know, if, if climbing Mount Sinai is supposedly only Moses was allowed to go up there, then they had to have these people that were, you know, the kind of lumping people like us down at the bottom to receive the Ten Commandments. So we thought we were in fine position because we were just there sleeping, you know, late, sleeping in, and all the other tourists were climbing up. And I thought that was going to be very, um, I mean, God just didn't want to see all those people, you know, waking right. up in the middle of the night. That's Ten Commandments times 500 people a night, probably. Yeah. That's 5,000 Commandments right there. But you uh, did see that. Well, if you're going to prorate as that rate, yeah. yeah. That, that's where the burning bush is, too, as well. There actually is a burning bush. They claim. Yeah. <laughs> they claim. Uh, but my son, um, actually, one of the funniest things that happened, my son was like, who's a, sort of semi-verbal, but, you know, he has a good sense of humor. He started <laughs> cracking up. And, um, and uh, we realized that the reason why he was laughing was because there's a big fire extinguisher right next to the burning bush. <laughs> <laughs> It broke out at any moment, you know, which, uh, you know, we didn't know if that was some kind of, like, uh, Byzantine uh, sense of humor or whatever. Probably, yeah. But you never know. You took a shoot with you? Did you take a shoot back? Uh, well, we took a, I took a couple of leaves from the Bodhi tree that the Buddha supposedly preached his first uh, sermon in, 
in India, but no, we didn't take any leaves, any sprigs from the burning bush because they had some security there. Yeah, and when when you got to Jerusalem, I'll bring my cutters next time I go there. <laughs> when you got to Jerusalem, was it the spiritual experience that that some people have when you, when you got there? Well, we're more ecumenical, you know. We like to see everything, you know. We we just kind of see the dome of the burn the dome of the rock and the the church of the Holy Sepulcher and the Wailing Wall. We try to do that all in an hour, you know, so we can like get the whole experience of. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is. A, it is actually a power spot. When you're there, you realize whether or not uh, you believe in any of these things. That uh, there are a lot of people around there that do, and you get the feeling that like there's a lot of energy there, mm-hmm. a lot of electricity. And did this make overall? Did this make you closer as a family, or what, was, what were the effects on the family? Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because um, I, think, I think when your family, when you get older, as you get older, and uh, people begin to have their own lives, so to speak, um, and they grow apart, you know, which is, I can't think, the, uh, what's supposed to be all about, in a way. Supposed to, everybody's supposed to start from this place and grow out and have these kind of branches and have these different experiences. And um, it's like the falcon in that uh, Yeats poem, you know? In the second coming, you fly. They fly away and fly away, and then eventually you get too far away and you can't come back to the guy's arm. Um, I think that what we wanted to do was uh, make that base stronger, which I think a lot of people neglect somehow, or like we were fearful that was being neglected in our family. And these things um, they carry a certain emotional and uh, moral weight that um, I think uh, it worked. No, so the family is better better for it. Yeah. And you were up against this other family that was on the internet that was traveling around the world. You mean the, the, yeah, the Wilsons? The Wilson, the the perfect. <laughs> the Wilsons. I'm sure that they're all like you know all their kids are going to Harvard right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, there was another family that was doing the same thing, and they kept on posting all the stuff on the internet about how they went all these fantastic places, and they were never arguing, and <laughs> they're all they, you know the the father was homeschooling them and giving them all these really rough assignments and they were all getting A's, you know, and he was grading them very harshly and they were all coming through and, and you know, we were kind of in, we were kind of intimidated, intimidated by reading this. We used to read it on a kind of daily basis of like, you know, how they were on the same trip as us and they were having a much, much better time than we were. And, um, you know, we knew that if they climbed Mount Sinai, that God would personally have come out of his... Uh, where he was hiding from all the other tourists and personally greeted them because they were so much superior to we are. And <laughs> so we had this love-hate relationship with the Wilsons. Mm-hmm. But they weren't doing sort of the freak street kind of... Well, they did everything. Yeah. You know, they, uh, they went from a personal meeting with, uh, you know, the king of Nepal to uh, <laughs> living on freak street the next day just so they can, you know, get the entire compendium of human experience. Oh, they did, yeah. But us being actual humans, we couldn't uh, yeah. do that. Do they have a book out? Maybe I should look at that, actually. Yeah, probably better than our book. <laughs> yeah, well, your book is actually very funny, very charming, and, and Ray has these sections in there where it's kind of a talk back, where she sort of responds to what's going on and what's being said about her. And it's, 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 Someone had to. Yeah. It wouldn't have been right to not to include that, you know? Yeah. And it, part of it was Ray was waiting to get to Paris to see her friends. There was a countdown to Paris. That's true. Is that, yeah. is that true, Ray? Or? Well, I think in the beginning, yeah. But then sort of towards the end, I kind of, by the time I got there, I wasn't so excited about it because I'd sort of gotten more into the trip towards the later part. 
So uh, at the end, it just sort of ends up being like, oh, hi. Because mm-hmm. then you realize you can really do that at home. And did you, did you come to some accommodation with your brother, Bill, where you can actually share the same universe and, and enjoy it? I think I have a little bit of an easier time sharing the universe with Billy than Rosie does. Just a slight one. Mm-hmm. But Billy has his own way of getting through things. Like he'll make you laugh if you're about to beat him up. And uh, that works for him. That works. Well, the book is very charming, and I recommend it. It's 12,000 miles in the nick of time. A semi-dysfunctional family circumnavigates the globe. Mark uh, Jacobson and Ray Jacobson. Thank you both. All right, thank you. Thank nice, you. Nice talking. A different kind of travel book. You're welcome for that. Some places you don't usually get to see in a family vacation. Yeah. The Burning Gaunt. So are you going on a vacation with your family this summer? Uh, we no, we did. We did. Oh, a, you went, well, We yeah. did four days in the Bahamas, actually. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, after one day, it was enough for me. But you know. It, well, I saw the article. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I went on vacation, and Ellie made the New York Times. You know. Uh, they did an article on on wealthy young children vacationing around the world, and she she got to. Be well, I, I think uh, Mount Rushmore should be next on your list. Rushmore would be mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Badlands. Well, we used to, we, you know, I've never taken them on a forced driving family vacation <laughs> across the country. Like, we had to take in a closed car with a cigar smoker. a cigar smoker. going, yeah. A cigar smoker and a, and a talker. My mother talked constantly and wears bad cologne. And my dad smoked a cigar. You know, and never opened the windows the whole time. And three, and, and, and three. And sitting in the back seat with your brother, Arthur. Who's <laughs> pummeling you. Yeah, he's pummeling you the whole way. <laughs> They've never had the value of that type of family experience. It toughens you up, though, doesn't it? No, it really makes you miserable for the rest of your life. So I haven't had them do that, so, and I don't think we will. So now we just have to go on upscale vacations because that's what Ellie demands. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we got here? Uh, it's a little tune. A little tune. A little. Well, yeah. it's a tune, yeah. Yeah. How high the moon? How high the moon? A wonderful song. John Tooling, Jeff Hammond on the bass.
at notmuch.com. You're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. How high the moon? Very nice. Yes. What about those guys? Very good. Finally, a tune you can hum along with. Very nice tune. It has a melody and everything. How are you, sir? Nice to see you. I'm doing great. Yeah. Where'd you get that shirt, anyway? Only a shirt like this could be found at a thrift store. You know? Yeah. So someone actually owned that before you. That's the amazing thing. <laughs> I know. It's Stand up a second. Let's take a look at this shirt. Now this. Show, show, give them the whole effect. It's kind of a jungle, jungle print, maybe. Or? Every time you look at it, you find something new. Yeah. You know. So what do you do in life, as um, we know it? I work for a nonprofit organization. Is it nonprofit on purpose? Yes. Yes. Wait, which one is it? We just can't make any money, so oh. we just decided to call ourselves. What field is it in? It's the Women's Trans Authority. Oh, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Thank you. And I dabble in children's poetry and you dabble in it, dabble yeah. in it, and yeah. do some. I'm a musician too, as well. So. Oh boy, you got a lot of high-paying yeah. possibilities. Exactly. <laughs> children's poetry, you know, that's that's, that's a big, big paying. Yeah. Big seller. Yeah. Yeah. Your name is Nico. Nico. Yep. All right, Nico. I'm doing great. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. It's Nico's birthday. Jeff, what do we have Nico on his birthday? Oh, the birthday boy. We can, uh, he can frolic in the springtime with a luscious selection of some Wisconsin wines from the Wolbersheim Winery. Are you a wine drinker, Nico? Okay, enjoy that. We've got, I should mention, we got the Randall school kids because my daughter said, uh, I gotta mention them. Mrs. Mintzberg's class. We don't, this is not the whole class though, is it, Nora? Not the whole class. Yeah. Where are the, where's the rest of the class? I don't know. <laughs> is not everyone a Michael Feldman fan in your class? Or? I don't know. <laughs> try to push the idea a little bit. Tell them. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is all we got. We got about eight kids here. No. Ten. What we got here? We got two. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, there's some kids back there. Okay. A lot of kids okay. here. She told me I had to talk to her this time. Uh, you know, uh, last time you came, you didn't want me talking to you at all. Yes, I did. Yeah, you misunderstood me when I... <laughs> you said not to talk to you, no, that you would kill me. No, I said... <laughs> I... S uh, never mind. You said you were going to kill me if I talked to you. Mm -mm. Never forgive me or something like that. No, that, that was about a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've forgotten about that already. So, uh, this, are, is this also the sleepover crowd, or is this just a couple people from the sleepover? Just a couple. Do you want to introduce everybody? Um... I'll just say, I'll go, I'll let them say hello. This is, okay, Samara, hi. My name's Samara. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Egan. Egan. I'm not part of the class. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> saying you're rather big for the fourth grade. Fiona's brother. My name's Steven. Steven and My name's Fiona. Fiona. I'm Ross. Ross. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. Dwayne. Dwayne, okay, and then we got more back here, yes. Misha, I'm. Hi, Misha. How are you? I saw you guys in your little play yesterday. It was really good, actually. They did an underground uh, railroad thing. That was very, very stimulating. What? Oh, Mrs. Mintzberg. Hi, Mrs. Mintzberg. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> That's Mrs. Mintzberg, the teacher. And we got... Uh, Nico. Nico. Nick. Nick and... Hi. I'm not in the class. Not in the class? That's okay. <laughs> What's your name, anyway? David. Hey, David. How are you going? Good to see you. Glad you're enjoying this so much. <laughs> yeah. Tess. Mira. Mira. 
you later. And she's shy. That is Randall's school, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, who else? Mrs. Minsberg. Oh, Lily's back there. Lily is back there. Hi, Lily. Okay, we got Lily back there. Anyone else I missed? Okay, that was fair, right? Everyone in the class got to say hello. Is that all right now, Nora? Anything I should else? You guys want to sing a song or something? Or a little swing low, sweet chariot or something? Well, maybe next time. Okay. Okay, girls. Oh, we also got here uh, uh, John Kern is here from La Crosse. He's a mechanical engineer. Let's see if he is or not. No, he's a real engineer. Yeah, come on down here. Yeah. Mechanical engineering, is that a tough racket? Uh, it can be, yes. Yeah. Are you taking it here or in La Crosse? Um, down in Platteville. About, yeah. And you just had, uh, you just had fundamentals of engineering? Yes, last weekend. It's kind of like the bar exam for engineers, I guess. Yeah, how'd you, how'd you, how did you do? It was rough, let me uh, tell you that. <laughs> did they let you bring a calculator or a slide rule or anything? Or? Um, um, I opted out of the slide rule direction, but yeah. calculator serves well. You're allowed to do that? And yep. you have any idea if you passed or not? In three months. Three months? It takes them to grade that that's a tough test. It is, yeah, apparently. So if you pass this, then you go on to what? What is that? Then you, you become an engineer in training, and you can become a professional engineer after five years or so. Which five years of what? After five years of working. Oh, in the field or in, in any? In the field, right. Oh, yeah, and then in which event you take another test. <laughs> so do the mechanical guys talk to the electrical guys? Do they talk to the... Uh, we have a whole crowd of engineers right over here, so... How many of you are mechanical? <laughs> this one mechanical, how many of you are electrical? <laughs> uh, chemical. What Civil. other kind are there? Civil. Environmental. Environmental. One environmental and uh, the other two don't know what they are. They're just a train. Uh, they're along for the ride. Okay, all right. They're just going out with engineers. <laughs> nice. Good luck on that. Uh, let me know how that comes out. Marie, uh, is it Putz? Is it P-U-T-Z? P-U-T? P-U-T what? Looks like a Z. I have no idea if that is that. Yes, it is. You can't go into a fetal position now. Maria, Maria Putz of, of Milwaukee. Can I get you to stand up there? Would you mind? What, well, what, is, well, what is that? It's Putzy. Putzy, okay. I'm mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, that's Italian. I thought it was Jewish for a minute there. Uh, and your card is very hostile. Everything on your card is. It just seems hostile. It's not really. Uh, what do I, because we ask people what they do, and if they have a question for me, what do I do? I don't know what I do. Stop asking such difficult, painful questions. I'm a writer. <laughs> and it's about asking me a question. What makes Michael such an expert that I should ask him anything? Have we met? <laughs> you do look like um, a professor I had in college, actually. Oh, yeah. Bad experience. Apparently. No, he's my best reference. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I don't think I'll write you one after this. <laughs> That's all right. I won't. What, what do you do? <laughs> I oh, write. You're not working. Are you not? I do all these other different jobs. Okay, I'm not it's really. Pretty, you don't have to get It's very stressful for me. <laughs> you're probably a very nice, wonderful person, talented. <laughs> 
What sort of writing do you do? Um, I finished one novel, and I'm starting another one. Oh, really? Uh, did you get it published? No. No, that's no. why I do all these other things. Yeah. <laughs> what other things are you doing? I wait tables. Oh, I yeah. do landscaping. I paint yeah. a lot. So do you have an agent yet? I mean, that's the toughest part. No, that it? is the toughest part. Yeah. But I was really excited when I sent out a bunch of queries last year. I got a couple personal rejections. Yeah. <laughs> Those are always nice. personally, not just applicant. Yeah. So yeah. that was good. Yeah. I got a rejection from the rejection from the New Yorker one time that I, I saved for years and years. <laughs> it was one of the nicest. I, I only hope to get a rejection from the New Yorker. Yeah, because I sent a lot of stuff. That's the only one they actually bothered to reject. So that was very <laughs> well. Good luck to you, Marie, and honestly, well, hope you. things work out for you. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, you know, if you need anything, just come to me. Because <laughs> I think once we get past through this difficult this little difficulty we're having, I think we're <laughs> really great friends and very close. Yeah, but you can't have that thing with you. <laughs> You're referring to the microphone, I presume? Okay. All right. Well, that's Marie, uh, whatever her last name is. She's from Milwaukee. We're going to play the What Do You Know quiz, a chance for you to win fabulous prizes. Simply for knowing all the things that you've known over the years. Before we can do that, though, we have to find out who can and cannot participate in that quiz. That means the gentleman here with the four disclaimers. Did you turn your cell phone off, sir? Well, that's your camera. Okay. Uh, on here, and if you are, I'm David Rhodes. David, uh, do the honors, please. All questions used on what do you know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> the four disclaimers: all questions used on what do you know have been painstakingly researched, although the answers have not. Ambiguous, misleading, or poorly worded questions are par for the course. Listeners like John and Snooze, who are sticklers for the truth, should get their own shows. I would be running in the Crazy Legs run if it weren't for all those crazy legs. <laughs> Persons employed by the International House of Radio or its member stations are lucky to be working at all, let alone tying up the office phones trying to play the quiz. Listeners who have won recently should sit on their hands and let someone else have a chance for a change. All opinions expressed on what do you know are well-reasoned and insightful. Needless to say, they are not those of the International House of Radio or its member stations or even its lackeys. Anyone who says otherwise is itching for a fight. Well done. Hey, good job. That means we're up to the first quiz here. Let's see the hands of those of you who want to try them at the quiz. If you think you qualify for the wedding, you know, actually, how can you not qualify for it, really? It's just life experience. Get those hands up in the air. Uh, all right, now this gentleman here seems so self-assured. He seems ready for this. He seems perhaps even uh, too, too ready. And uh, you are? Joshua Fox. Are you from around here? Or? Yeah, and I graduated from here, which makes me qualify. Unlike someone who played this quiz a couple weeks ago said they went to Northwestern, and no, that's what made them qualified. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's massive. I guess you told them off. But <laughs> that's obviously been sticking in your crawl. Yeah, you bet, because I call it Northwestern. Northwestern, okay. So, Joshua, is that your reason then for playing the quiz, that you graduated here? Uh, yeah, and um, I love your show. And he loves my show. Well, you can hardly beat that, can you? I guess not. Okay, well, anyway, Joshua, come on down here. Apres-vous, down there. Yeah, this way, go up the, uh, these are the steps here that we like to try. It's a challenge. Joshua is ready. Yeah, yeah, have a seat. There, I had 
headphones if you want to look like the consummate professional. <laughs> this is kind of intimidating, actually. Is it really? <laughs> well, we hope it would be when you got up here, you know, kind of puts people in their place. I put these on. Did you think it was an easy job sitting here in front of the public? No, I, I'm always impressed, actually. Oh, are you? So. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I Josh, noticed Joshua, huh, right? Yeah, Josh. You can call me Josh. Josh, I mean, okay. I don't know why. That's my official name Your, your biblical name is Josh. <laughs> exactly. And were you born here, uh, Joshua? Or? Yeah, Josh, I was excuse born. Me. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm, yes. I basically raised. I was born in another, in another state, but that yeah. was only for a couple years. and then You were born for a couple years. Up. It was yeah. quite a delivery. <laughs> but I grew up in, uh, yeah. I'm a Wisconsin guy. You're a Wisconsin guy. Yeah. What, what, can we name the state that you actually were delivered in? Or? <laughs> I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. So. All right. So I got a little love for Cincinnati. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but Wisconsin is your home now, and you're very, very... Uh, yeah, pro Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm very pro Wisconsin. Unfortunately, I have to do it from where I live now, which is I live in Chicago. So. Oh, you do. Yeah. Chicago's nice, but yeah, very. But it's not Wisconsin. No, it's not. The yeah. people aren't as nice. Yeah. But the people are nice comparative. But. <laughs> this is a friendly state you have to contend with. Yeah, but they're not from here, so they. Uh, <laughs> so you're on their list now. So what are you doing down there? You got a job down there? Yeah, I actually, um, I'm a chemist. Oh, you are? Yeah, and I develop polyurethane. I'm, I'm a polyurethane chemist. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a fancy word for foam. Foam. You're a foam guy, yeah. Yeah, I'm a foam guy. And, so. you, and what do you do in, in foam? Um, well, foam? Well, we develop ins like, uh, uh, in foam systems for insulation. Mm -hmm. So like entry doors or uh, water, cool water coolers, typical water coolers. Yeah. And, uh, so you insulate water coolers? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Insulate and um, uh, entry doors, uh, garage doors. That's my so base. you make the strips that yeah. insulate all this stuff? We make the, in, the foam inside, actually. So it foam. comes up. It's kind of a cool people. It's kind of a cool process. You're actually. into it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah it's a good, they're, you know lucky to have, they're lucky to have you, Josh. <laughs> I was telling you, yeah. It's, you never know what you're going to do. And, and um, I'm a foam chemist. so Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you feel good about that. Yeah. You're yeah. happy with that. When, when you were in chemistry, did you think it was going to lead you to foam? Or did you have any idea? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I, I graduated in chemistry, and I thought I was going to go into sales. So, sales. So I, yeah. I took a lot of classes, and I, I told my professors that I think I should sell stuff. and Sell chemicals? <laughs> yeah, you know, or all kinds of, all kinds of different yeah. products. Did but, you sell chemicals while in college? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I like you, because you're so fun. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I like you too, Josh. You're an engaging personality. Are, are you going out with someone, Josh? Yeah, just... actually, can I say your name on the radio? I don't know. Let's hear it. Uh, Katie McHugh. So you can. <laughs> Is she here? No, she's she uh, she had to work today, but she promised she would uh, listen to the show. Okay. Did you meet so. Katie here in Wisconsin? Uh, I met her actually. Uh, we were we were interns together, and in, she's she's is she a foam the... person too. No, she's a. Uh, She's an industrial engineer. Ah. The engineering that you forgot to mention. Oh, we missed the industrial. Yeah, the indu yeah there yeah. you go. So yeah. there's an industrial. What do they do? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't, maybe the engineers can explain yeah. the industrial. It's kind of a, Is know. she working now as well? Or? Yeah, she works for, uh, uh, can I say? I don't know. I don't know. Let's say yeah, it. Let's say. Abbott Labs. She's no, I don't think you can mention Yeah, okay. I can't mention her. I'm sorry. What does she do for them? Um, she's an industrial engineer. She's yeah, but what does, I don't know what they do. So I... <laughs> She shows up and it says industrial engineering on her door, and then she goes in and does something. I guess she's uh, a supervisor, actually. So she supervises industrial engineering. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a chemical thing. Chem Abbott is chemicals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for, for industrial use. <laughs> exactly. But that could cover a host of possibilities. It could cover foam. Exactly. <laughs> it could. Yeah. No, yeah. it's yeah, it's really confusing. Actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Do you I'm ever looking. discuss shop? 
You'd probably never talk about stuff like that, chemical. No, things. we talk. We Polymers talk shopping, pol- but yeah. yeah, not shop. Poly, poly, is it getting serious between you and she? Or? Um, yeah, it's getting pretty serious. Oh, cool. she, she's from the exotic land of Indiana, so. Yeah. But Indiana's a nice state. So and you don't know if you can handle that, right? <laughs> you're a Wisconsin guy. I tell much. her, I tell her we can't. Like Chicago's as far as like you know. <laughs> no. I, I I can go anywhere. You can't cross another state line. Yeah. I'm just beyond your ken. I can go anywhere as long as I have the color red with me. Yeah. That's, okay. That's so you're really a badger file. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like your audience meter. That's I oh, think the you. greatest thing. Yeah. What about Jim? He's right in front of it. You like? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any red on today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're very up. You're positive. You're, you're that's good. That's a good PMA, quality. PMA, yeah. PMA. Positive mental attitude. You got that. <laughs> I don't know. I just heard it on the radio yesterday. Actually. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> now it's it's been defined. What you have, that's what you have. You have you have PMA. Cool. That should carry you far. I, would I think. hope. I yeah. hope. Yeah. Is there a lot of PMA in your family? You come from a family of. Yeah, actually, my yeah. sister's a freshman yeah. in Madison. Has I she got her, PMA too. She's got PMA. Oh yeah, definitely. She's my, yeah. And I, I made her go here. She, so yeah, made she's her go very smart. She's yeah. got really high scores, yeah. but so I said, she could have gone to Northwestern, but yeah, you know. no way, I would never have went. But no. she, yeah, but and then, but Madison's a really good school, yeah. so I said. Are, were you happy with your education here? Did you think they did all they could for you in terms of chemical uh, engineering? Very much so. Yeah. Oh, I'm not an engineer. I'm no. just a chemist. I'm just a chemist. But um, okay, never I said, said just engineer. But yeah, yeah. okay. No, um, yeah, I think I think uh, Madison's one of the best schools in the country. All so. right. Thanks, Josh. I think we should give it a round of applause. I think so, too. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. Do you have any sports or anything, Josh? Or anything? Um, actually, when I was yeah. here, I was yeah. on the sailing team. Sailing team? Yeah. Oh, good for nice. you. Well, but, that's cool. Uh, I like doing that. Yeah. It's a little... Uh, sailing, sometimes it gets a little bad rap. It can be a little highbrow, but yeah. I'm more of a... Lowbrow sailor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crew, yeah. as I like to call it. Okay. Well, Josh, I'm out there. going to play along with you on this quiz and uh, see if that positive mental attitude translates into some winnings here. <laughs> I think it will. Don't you, Jim? I do, too. Uh, what's the best way of doing that, Jim? I would pick up the phone and dial 1-800-942-5669 and answer a qualifying question. Which is, out of 100 people struck by lightning, how many are female? <laughs> if you know, give us a call. Within how many, uh, Jim? Two. Within two? Oh, this is tough. Mm-hmm. Being tough today. Yep. Out of 100 people struck by lightning, how many are female? You know, give, give us a call here. That phone seems to be louder than it used to be. Bernie's on the line from uh, Richland, uh, Washington. Hi, Bernie. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How's, how's your weekend so far? Uh, it's okay. Okay? Just, just fine. Did you do something last night? Um, no. No? <laughs> but tonight you got plans? Or? Uh, I got a track meet later today. Okay. Oh, yeah. What do you run? I, I don't run. I run about, I, I pull vault. Oh, you do? You're a pole yeah. vaulter. Wow. So it's, is it kind of tense beforehand? I, you're kind of, you know, yeah. carrying a, running with a big stick. Kind of dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> running with a big stick. That's pretty much the, the name of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Bernie, let me ask you this then. Take your mind off that for a bit. Out of 100 people struck by lightning, how many are female? Um, plus or minus 10%. I'm going with 50. She was saying half of all people struck by lightning are women. Uh, no, I'm, I'm afraid that's not true, Bernie. That's not true. No. Okay. Better luck with the stick, though. I'll, I'll try. Okay, good luck. Yeah. Okay. See you later. Bye. Meredith is on the line from Indianapolis, Indiana. Great. One, one of those states uh, that uh, Josh won't even travel to. <laughs> Just one state line too many. How are you, Meredith? I'm swell, but you forgot to tell Bernie if he was high or low with the men and the women. I didn't tell him, did I? No. Uh, uh, as far as females, he was, he was high. Ah. Yeah. I'll say... 
38. You're high too, Meredith. Ah. Okay. Thanks. Sorry, thanks for trying. Bye. Bye. Mark's on the line for me. I gotta be careful. That's good. That could be innuendo. We've been hey, warned, we've been <laughs> we've warned been about warned innuendo. About it, yeah. We cannot make innuendo anymore. All right. Uh, that was not innuendo. In Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Hi, Mark. Hey, how's doing this morning? I'm all right. How are you, how's yourself? Uh, we all doing fine. Yeah. You, you working this morning, or are you just sitting around? Or? No, um, I'm taking a break now because I'm talking to you, and yeah. it wouldn't be ethical on the time clock. No. You punch out to, to call in quiz shows. <laughs> where, exactly. Where are you working, Mark? Um, I work for a not-for-profit agency that takes care of homeless people. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I'm a development associate. Well, I'm one of those people that calls you on the phone. As a matter of fact, you've hung up on me before. I have? <laughs> I might do it again, Mark. Just, uh, just, just hang in there for a minute. Let's find out. Out of 100 people... It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Go ahead. We're on the no-call list, so, except on the show, actually. Out of 100 people struck by lightning, how many are female? Uh, I'd say 25%. You'd say 25? What would you say within how many, Jim? Two. Come That's on. right, 15. You're right. Congratulations. <laughs> Only 15% of them are women. Well, since he's on his break here, I thought we'd do something here then, make it a little interesting for him. Yeah, actually, that. that's because women don't play golf in the rain, I think. That's, a, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they're smarter than that, that so they don't get struck by lightning. Uh, Mark, this is Josh. How you doing, Hi, Mark? Josh. He's in foam. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> oh, yes. I've been hearing all about Josh. Yeah, uh, all your foam yeah. needs. And uh, Mark, uh, are you from uh, Louisville originally, or...? I've never lived more than a mile from the building I'm working out of in my life. Really? Aren't you kind of curious what's out there? <laughs> well, you know, he doesn't want to cross the state line, and I don't want to cross the uh, two-mile mark. So. You don't want to cross the street. Have you been, like, to Lexington? That's kind of a cool town. Um, I graduated from the University of Louisville, thank you. Yeah, okay. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. I, really, I, I apologize. It's, it's a great town, Louisville. I like it a lot. Uh, are the two of you work together now, Mark and Josh? Let's see what you come up with. Jim, what are those categories? Categories of current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science or odds and ends? Mark, pick the first one. Uh, things you should have learned in school. Okay. How long is your break, Mark? Do we have time for this? Uh, I have X amount of hours I have to work today. My supervisors are so cool, they don't care how long I work so long as I get my work done. Okay. The answer, I guess, is uh, there's no time limit. Thanks. <laughs> Besides living in a barrel and seeing the occasional honest man, Diogenes, uh, 4325 B.C. approximately, was the father of, of which of these fields? Was it cynicism, the elements, or nude long-distance running? <laughs> Diogenes. Associated with one of these areas. Was it the cynicism, which is a type of philosophy, yeah. I, as far as I know? Uh, the elements, uh, you know, as in the various elements of, uh, of matter, <laughs> or nude long-distance running, which uh, speaks for itself. Josh, I think it's cynicism. I mean, if you're going to live your life in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like cynicism's been around for quite a long time. Yeah. So, I had to have gotten it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, something must have happened, and then so you're saying someone made a comment about it, and cynicism. I think it off. might be used slightly different than we use it now, but... Oh. Uh, Okay. But you're saying that's the field that you think, cynicism. Yeah, I had a couple of experts in the crowd, but... Mark, you go along with that? Uh, yeah, it was my idea. Okay. <laughs> then, then just about half of it. That's right, cynicism. Good call, Mark. Good call. 
I think it has something to do with a, with a truth-seeking approach, actually, yeah. that okay. Diogenes mm -hmm. was associated with. I don't, not cynical like we are today. Mm -hmm. One right. Not, you're not, though. You, you're not no, cynical. I try no. not to. And no wrong. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> so we should ask him about if he's getting ready for the big race. Getting ready for the big race? Yeah, I'm getting ready to get out of town for the big race. Do you? So, you leave town? Well, um, Louisville's a real nice city, but um, we can't drive in our own city, much less having you know thousands of people come from out of state yeah. to drive in our city. So yeah. I just um, leave. You do? I go, um, well, I go a half a mile back to my house. <laughs> <laughs> You got good focus, Mark. I like that about you. You are. Uh, what's left there, Jim? Did you say current events, people, places, science, odds and ends? Josh. Um, okay, let's. Should we try current events, Mark? Go for it. Okay. Yeah, current events. I listen to it. All listen. right. Under this proposed law in Louisiana, which made uh -huh. national news, it would be a $500 fine and possible jail time for what sartorial excess? This is some clothing-related crime in Louisiana. Did you read about this, hear about it in the news? Uh, is that where they're stopping the um, uh, Muslim women from wearing their bakra headband, whatever? Um, that's or France. Not, that left field. That's France. Um, I'm getting an idea. It's, uh, I think there's actually a fourth grader that is raising her hand. <laughs> that's Lily. That's Lily raising her hand. You're not in class, dear. You don't have to. <laughs> She Just shout things permission. out. Everyone else does. What'd you say? Uh, I'm leaving this one up to Josh. I gave you my best shot. What'd you say? Um, can we hear what Lily has I don't to say? Lily, what'd you say, Lily? What is it? <laughs> she knows the answer, she <laughs> said. But you're not going to tell us, are you? Oh, she's saying low rise. Lily, teens. how do you know that? What's the. <laughs> She's been reading. Uh, she's been reading more than uh, Young turn off Cosmo, your, I think. Turn off your television oh, yeah, I, week. No, How do you know right, that? Mike. I think. I'm about so you're saying what? Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the girl who's willing to raise her hand. That's Lily. <laughs> I'm going go with Lily. Yeah. Didn't you think, Mark? We say low-rise jeans. Yay, Lily. Yay, Lily. Uh, that's it. Showing your undies. If, uh, <laughs> All right. Low-slung pants. What is that called? Nice going, Lily. You win something for that. We'll get you something. Just well, make sure. Really? What is that called in school when you do that? Nasty. No. <laughs> but there's, no, there's a name for it, though. Low-rise jeans? What's it called? Well, I mean, they're low-rise jeans. No, I know, but there's a, for the practice itself, because Ellie used the term the other day because she was doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I forget what it's called. It's not low-riding or something. It's something else. So, okay. You can't call your daughter real quick, then, can you? Sagging. Sagging. That's what it's called. Yeah, Man. sagging. Thank you very much. Your kids don't sag, do you, in the fourth grade? No. Good. Glad to hear that. Too right, no wrong. All right. What's left there, Jim? People, places, science, odds and ends. Okay. Mark? Uh, people. People. All right. This is kind of survey results. Let's see. Are more people injured by their pillows or by books, magazines, and photo albums? Ooh, I would... How would you get injured by a pillow? Um, well, I can see... Your wife likes really mad at you and smothers you or something. Yeah, that's a real possibility. And I've had a book fall off of the shelf and crack me right between the eyes. Believe me, it hurts. Yes. <laughs> magazines are kind of slippery, too, because they're glossy. So yeah. I think people slip. Yeah. Now I have slipped on a magazine on the floor, too. Slip yeah. while... When you don't go more than a mile from slip home... Slip while walking know, on a magazine. Remember the things that happen. 
No. So you're leaning towards books, magazines, and photo albums being the more dangerous? Yeah, I can only that see... Sound, that sounds so obvious, though. I'm afraid that... Um, well... Let's not overthink this. Because... Come on, Mike. You know, the, the only thing pillows would be dangerous to is children, but like babies. Yeah. But you're not even yeah. supposed to give a baby a pillow. No. To deal no, with no. Um, come on, let's go with the obvious one. Books, magazines. Yes, papers. books, magazines, let's and photo albums. 11,000 incidents to 5,000. There... There were 5,000 pillow injuries last year, so I maybe wouldn't write why, it off. Maybe that's why they have tags. Maybe that tags is a warning. I don't. Yeah. I've never read it. Probably people but. trying to remove the tags injured themselves. <laughs> and but 11, I'd love to see the accident report. Yeah. <laughs> 11,000 uh, were injured by a magazine. That's three right, no wrong. They've won the quiz, and we're going to have to pause though for the, you know, for the break, and then come back and play for question number Let's four. Let's do that then. We'll come back and see if they want to go for the. They could for the go big, on. Uh, kielbasa. The giant kielbasa. Oh, that's pretty exciting. Hang in there. RCDs and Michael's books and game can be found at notmuch.com, which is engineered by Tams and Media and hosted by Burby, putting the E in business. More information about web hosting from Burby is available online at berbee.com. And our thanks to Farley's House of Pianos. Michael Feldman's What Do You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, producer international. This is PRI Public Radio International. We, we had from Washington, D.C. to Detroit, Michigan, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tulin at the piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, and I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, more of the What Do You Know quiz, thanks for the memos and a salute to Indian Springs, Nevada. Support for What Do You Know comes from PRI affiliate stations and from the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center with state-of-the-art meeting, dining, and convention facilities and great views of the lake. Monona Terrace information at 608-261-4000. Now, the man who survived Turn Off Your Television Week with only minor injuries, Michael Feldman. Thank you. We're here with Josh, who's got a positive mental attitude, and uh, Mark, who does also, although he won't leave the house much. Um, uh, if I can, I can clear up one thing. Yes. I, I do want to say that Northwestern is still a good school. I'm just bitter about the football and basketball team this past okay. season. So. Oh, he's just a little Not bitter about Not to offend that. anybody. No, it's already... It's, it's, it's too late. <laughs> and Lexington, Lexington is a nice town, too, but Mark can't admit that, so... Well, yeah. Yeah. All right, so now the status here is that they have won the quiz, and they could quit. They won in three straight, with Lily's help, obviously, and she, she left. That was her moment of the sun. Just, oh, she moved up. Okay, Lily moved up. So, um, uh, but Jim, what could they do here? They could stop now, take a prize, or they can go on try it for the mother load. They have to answer two questions from our three remaining categories correctly, win a treasure trove of prizes, and if they fail, if they miss either one of those, they will not be characters in Maria Putzi's new novel. I want the film rights to that. <laughs> we'll get the film rights. If we're going to get written about Mark. You want to go on? And then we should. Mark, you want to go on? Um, I hate to pair like a wuss, but uh, the remaining categories are really kind of rough, and we got to get two out of three of them. Um, why don't we leave the decision up to Lily? Okay. <laughs> Lily says you should go on. Yes, she does. Uh, that's what I thought. Oh, man, without a doubt. So you're going to go on? Yeah, let's shoot. Let's, let's, let's get this 
When did Lily get her own show? <laughs> I don't understand that. So you're going to go, okay. started answering questions for me. <laughs> they got to uh, get both of these right to, to win the quiz. Get either one wrong, and they've right. lost everything. And, uh, True. And uh, what, what's left there? Places, science, odds, and ends. All right. Josh, I think it's your turn. Choose one. Well, uh, do you think we should go with science, Mark? You're in phone. Yeah, yeah I know. Training, that's the one I'm least ignorant on. <laughs> All right, here's Let's science. Do you think you put on weight during pregnancy? Female ticks. Okay. Grow, a, <laughs> grow about 10, 50, or 100 times their original size during pregnancy. Female ticks. Do they grow 10, 50, or 100 times their original size? This includes the host's blood, of course. They swell to about five times just off of host's blood, no. um, but I've never met a pregnant tick. No. <laughs> that you know of. Well, well yeah. yeah. So a tick is about a gram. I mean, not even that. Oh, I mean, no. It's really, no, yeah, gram, it's, think, it's yeah. like a millimeter. They're really small. So yeah, really small. A hundred times. hundred times is right. A <laughs> hundred times the original size. Very insightful, Josh. Josh, you read my mind. Yeah. Places or odds and ends? Okay, this is it. Get it right to win everything. Uh, places, odds, and ends. Mark, what do you Josh, think? We, Josh, we got to decide on this one together. Odds and ends are places. Odds and ends are going to be some kind of weird percentage. <laughs> I know that. Okay. And places are going to be probably beyond me uh, since, you know, how far away I go. <laughs> Do you want to do odds and ends, Mark? I think you're leaning that way, or? Um, wait a minute. Call it. Heads or tails? Heads. That's tails. Um, go with the opposite one. Okay, okay. What's, what's the opposite yeah. one? I'm lost here. Uh, places. Right? You want, you want yeah. places? Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay, the order of the elephant. Is it Bengali or Danish? In other words, it's an Indian order. This is an order, uh, an award order, or a... Uh, well, there's a bunch of elephants. Uh, they order the elephant. Danish? In Asia, but I don't know of any that are in, where would you say, Sweden? <laughs> yeah, Danish. That's Danish, Denmark. Danish, well, yeah, close. Um, I would yeah. say, I would go with uh, Bengali. I have a friend. That would be the obvious answer. Yeah, but no. no. The I'm order not, of the... Do I hear groans in the background? Yeah. Yeah. That, that and the foreground, Danish. too. <laughs> Well, I know there's a lot of Lutherans in Wisconsin. Do they come from Sweden? Because they're going to know. Uh, That's true, actually. You're making some real friends here, Mark. They're real touchy about this kind of stuff. I don't, I don't talk about it much myself. That's a killer show. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, the Order of the, uh, the Elephant, uh, Bengali or Danish? You want to call it again? When I say Danish. Lily, what audience, are you thinking about this I'm one? getting some big-time thumbs up. She doesn't know. Doesn't Lily know. is stumped on this one. Yeah. Say that again, Mike. I'm sorry. You faded out. Lily's stumped, but uh, Danish. You're saying Danish? He's thinking Danish. A Danish order of some kind of award or esteem or honor. The uh, order of the yeah, I think. Uh, the Danes uh, are good about giving things like that out. Yeah, that's so, I mean, yes. they're great Danes. Uh, yeah. Are you saying Danish? Yes, Dan it is Danish. Danish. Yeah. Yeah. It's a knighthood in Denmark. 30 lucky guys get the order of the elephant. Unbelievable. Jim, what, do they, what do they want? Mark, you've won the incredible Boca Burger Barbecue Bundle. You can enjoy your cookout with a grill, apron, mitts, and the free Boca Meatless Burger. So delicious and 50% less fat than ground beef hamburgers. Boca, that taste will change you. Then take a walk back in time to the dark side with the CD, the CD Sabatum, a medieval tribute to Black Sabbath. It's by Rondellis. It's from the Music <laughs> Cartel. 
Tour the exciting underworld beneath our feet with tickets to the Cave of the Mounds, a national natural landmark in southwestern Wisconsin, and relax to the virtuoso romantic harmonies on the CD, What Do You Know About Rachmaninoff, with liner notes by Michael Feldman from Nimbus Records. And Josh, you'll enjoy a case of delicious root beer from the famed Adler Brow Restaurant and Pub, located in the 140-year-old historic brewery building south of the Fox River in Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay. Then read The Confessions <laughs> of a Tarnished Southern Bell in Celia Rivenbark's We're Just Like You, Only Prettier, from St. Martin's Press. Cultivate a little solitude during that spring cruise wearing an attractive navy blue Poe Travel Agency t-shirt that says, please go away in French, German, Hebrew, Finnish, <laughs> Danish, and several other languages. And prepare to engage the battle of the sexes listening to the CD, Her Country, the songs of Michael Feldman performed by John Seeger, Lou Whitney, and the Skeletons. Congratulations right. to both of you. All right. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thanks for doing that. Mark, hang on. We'll make sure you get all that stuff. Uh, thank you much. All right, good to talk. What do you know will be in San Diego, California for a live broadcast on Friday night, May 21st at the Civic Theater. Tickets can be purchased at the San Diego Civic Theater box office at the corner of 3rd and C Streets or call 619-570-1100 or go through Ticketmaster. Thank you, Jim. And you know, each week at this time, we read actual memos sent in by actual listeners. So that memo should not vanish from the earth. And uh, this is... Um Distributed, uh, the subject is uh, gender reassignment. <laughs> gender reassignment at work, you know, that uh -huh. sometimes happens where they get your gender reassigned. Uh, it reads as follows. Uh, subject gender reassignment. A, a reclamation service center employee has notified management that effective April 3rd, he'll report to work in female attire as part of a change from the male to the female gender. This process is managed by highly trained psychologists and doctors and is in accordance with their professional judgment and advice. It is extremely important that we regard this as a serious personal matter. The individual deserves acceptance and respect of all employees as any other employee would deserve making adjustments to other significant life changes. While it is unlikely that most of us have encountered this specific issue, please understand that the smooth transition of the employee's reassignment is greatly dependent upon our understanding and acceptance. Ridicule, name-calling, and refusal to associate with an employee in performance of official business constitute violations of the individual's dignity, privacy, and freedom of choice and is inappropriate. Likewise, the employee has been advised not to publicize or impose his or her personal reasons for the choice or events on other employees. It is no one's concern. As an accommodation to all, one restroom, building 67, room 193, is being designated unisex <laughs> and will be equipped with a lock. Your consideration and support is essential and will be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much for that memo on gender reassignment. <laughs> and we actually, we do have a unisex bathroom here, so. That's right. Uh, any, any We're you, prepared. Anybody on staff here wants to have their gender reassigned, they can do it. I think I'll stick with the one I got. Which one is that? <laughs> oh, the one, yeah. yeah. You're happy with that? Yeah, that okay, third that, one. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. And uh, Jim, where can they uh, send the Send memos? all of those memos and uh, communications to thanks for the memos. Michael Feldman, Wisconsin Public Radio, 821 University Avenue, Madison, Wisconsin, 53706. Or go to the website at notmuch.com and post it there. All right. And your letters are also welcome. Anything, any critiques? Usually I get quite a few critiques. I don't have any critiques for you. Corrections. <laughs> of the previous week's performance. But indo innuendo you're not supposed to do? Because that's what innuendo. I always... Innuendo. I look forward to your innuendo. My so innuendo. Extremely talented yeah. at the innuendo. Innuendo and out the other. You know me. <laughs> so uh, innuendo is out the window. 
No, the, <laughs> there will be occasional innuendo. Okay. As long as it's subtle and not too... Uh, you know me. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Subtle, they call me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay, but we have to be enough to, you know, right. dwell on those things anymore. Don't dwell on them. Okay. No, we don't dwell on them. Just go no. real quick over Right over them. Yeah, 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 go right over them quickly. Hardly know they're there. Right. And uh, like this little tune here, for example, what, what do we got here, John? It's called Blackberry Pie. Blackberry Pie. John Tulling's on the piano there. Jeff Hammond's on the bass. <laughs>
at notmuch.com. Thank you. You're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. Have we turned up the bass or something on it? Because yes. my liver, was, <laughs> yes, my liver have. was really rattling on that one. Does it seem a little more? You, oh, you can't tell, can you? You're beyond telling. This must be the monitor. The monitor, yeah, it really was coming up from below. <laughs> yeah, I mean it sounded good, you know, but it kind of shook me up. Andy Kerber is your age 12, from Sussex, Wisconsin. Aria, nice to meet you. Hi. You got one of those positive mental attitudes too, don't you? Yeah, that's good. You always had that? No. No. Oh, just recently you sort of... Yeah. Oh, that's a good attitude to have in life. It'll get you far. Yes. Yes. Now, you're from Sussex, Wisconsin. I said that. Uh, you have no formal occupation, it says here. But you do have one unusual skill, and what is it, Andy? I can memorize well. Yeah. And it says here you have memorized the entire show of January 26, 2002. Yes, that is the first show of here I went to. Why don't you start with the opening and uh, take us right through that show? Wait, the first phone guest was author Calvin Trillin. The book he wrote was The Tepper Isn't Going Out. <laughs> and in the first quiz, the in-house contestant was Jill, who spoke Romanian. <laughs> the phone guest was Bernie from Maine, but you cut her off after the first question. So Wayne replaced her. <laughs> And after the break, you got her back. <laughs> and the second ge phone guest was surfer Larry Longboard Williams, who surfed on Lake Michigan. <laughs> and who was, at that time, participating in the Dairyland Surf Classic. <laughs> yeah, so then what happened? Well, let's... I have a question for him. See if he's really listening. We had a song that day, Michael, that, and we, we named it something. Do you remember oh, the name we of the song? Oh, song in the audience. Remember that? Yes. Which, which one? The one that you asked to translate? Yes. yes. Kissing yeah. the Lips of Love. That's it. <laughs> Kissing the Lips of Love. And what, what language were we seeking to translate that song into? Portuguese. <laughs> Portuguese. Kissing lips of love in Portuguese. We never got it, but... And then what happened? Then the second quiz, a uh, kid was, in, was going into the Marines. He was running a three-mile race <laughs> that date to qualify for the Marines, so that was the inspiration he needed, and that was his reason for entering the quiz. Uh, and then what was next? And then they, they won. And the, t the town of the week was Anchorage, Alaska. And who did we get on the line? Anna. From Anchorage? Yes. Did you mention anything? Um, pretty much just basic facts. <laughs> it, was, it was minus four at her house that time when you called. Yeah. And then uh, how, do, how do we close the show? That was probably the end of it, right? Did we run out of time at that point? Yeah, we didn't get that far on the tape. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not bad, Andy. What about that? Andy Kerber, who's memorized all of the show from January 26, 2002. That's, ama that's amazing, Andy. That must drive you crazy, though. You, mem you memorize everything? Can you... Can you Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. At night, uh, how do you get to sleep? That. Listening to the show. <laughs> but then, yeah, can you get those things out of your mind after a while? No. Oh. Yeah, so there's nothing like spring cleaning. You can't get it out. Oh, okay. There should be a way you can make big money doing this. Uh, probably. Yeah. We've got to figure out what 
That is. Until then, we have something for Ant. That's, that got deserves. We've got a couple of things for you. Yes, what do we, what we've we got that uh, irreverent uh, CD-ROM uh, trivia game, You Don't Know Jack. That's from uh, <laughs> Berkeley Systems and Jellyvision. And then we've also got the abstract strategy game, Very Clever Pipe. It's from uh, Hip Pocket Games, and we think you'll enjoy that. Uh, very amazing. Thanks, Andy. That was cool. So, as my memory is going, if you could just hang around me, you could be like my living memory of what's just happened, because I have no idea. Then we got, now here's someone, uh, here's a, a young uh, man who asks questions. More questions than I think we ever had on one, on one little index card. Nate uh, Smaglick, is that right? Where is Nate? Is Nate here? Is that you, Nate? Did you ask all these questions? It says here you're 22. You don't look 22. <laughs> Let me just come back there and see, because Nate has a lot of questions to answer. Now, we have, had a memory expert, now we have a question expert here. A young man who's, uh, I, I assume actually you're 12 years old, not 22? 12, yeah. Someone altered your card, did you see that? <laughs> I did that. Oh, you did that, okay. Because <laughs> a 22-year-old go to third grade, so I thought that's probably not true. <laughs> I go to sixth grade. Oh, so you're going to sixth grade. So you lied about your age and your grade. Yeah. Well, why did you feel you had to do that? For fun. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, and where are you from, Nate? Um, Butemort. It's near Winnicott, which is near Oshkosh. It's, yeah, when you're driving up there towards 41, you're uh, or on 41. Right? Yeah. Yeah, on the way to Green Bay or whatever. Uh, and you have a lot of questions, Nate. Why don't you ask them all? I, I'll just try to answer as many as I can. Okay. Um, why did you start this show? Why did I start? This is a tough one to start. I, it was because I was teaching school, and this was, it turned out to be easier. Why is your name Michael Friedman? My name is, my name is not Michael Friedman. Okay. Um, how much money do you make? That's, I can't tell you that or I'd have to kill you. And then, why is this not free? Why is this not free? Uh, we have overhead. Uh, well, you know, pay musicians and electricity and things like that. Then why is this, or why is it that you have stuff on the stage? So much stuff. Those are musicians. <laughs> oh, no, we have to decorate the set here. We just got an inflatable, and we got Jim Packard and a couple of things, uh, expanding America's mirth, uh, just to dress it up a little bit, even though it is radio. Why is this so long? <laughs> I know what you mean. Why is why a question? Well, that's a little philosophical for me, but it seems to be one that uh, you're good at. Why does why start with a W? <laughs> Uh, why probably comes from some language from the from the Hindu uh, Indian uh, Hindu Farsi language, uh, which has a lot of W's in it. Why do I ask so many questions? I think it's probably the stage you're at. And that's all. Very good. Thank you for all those questions because uh, America wants to know. Thank you, Nate. We got something for Nate. We got to have Nate something. We've got something special for he's Nate. He's inquisitive. A T-shirt from the West Virginia no, Marching Band. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? A T-shirt from the West Virginia Marching Band. The West Virginia Marching Band T-shirt, Nate. Don't ask why, because uh, because we have it. That's why. Uh, oh, here's a uh, Bob Trebilcock. Now, where where is Bob Trebilcock? Now, do you know a John Trebilcock? No. Oh, then forget it. <laughs> well, how many Trebilcocks can there be in the world? How can you not know him? 
when I, I went to school with a John Trebilcock in Milwaukee, and it's a name you remember, let's face it. Trebilcock. Yes. It is. You pronounce it right. That's not Trebilcock. Awful. Right. Well, I had a lot of practice with it. Good. Good. Although he took a beating in school, I'll tell you that. You can understand. I'm, I'm sure you I'm did. I'm a middle school principal. I'm called a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> but probably not three times. <laughs> but yes. So you don't know John Trebilcock from I do Milwaukee? Not. I do not. No, I don't. Well, where do your Trebilcocks come from? Uh, Cornwall, but I'm from Upper Michigan. Cornwall, England, originally. Right. Yeah, right. but you're from Upper Michigan. Do you have any people in Milwaukee? Not that I know of. Well, then sit down. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> Nice to talk to you. Oh, you're from the UP, though. It's nice to I have you John here. Well. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds of you not knowing John Trebilcock? You sure you don't? I absolutely okay, don't. Okay, all right. Well, that's all I want to know about. Thanks. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> Your principal, you make me nervous. Sit down, please. <laughs> he has a principal air about him. And then Tina Hansen was nice enough to... Uh, she's from San Diego. Where is, where is Tina? And uh, you're going to you let us stay in your place in San Diego? Yeah, we're going to be out of town. I've called... We're, we're going to be in Europe, so we had to come here today to see you since we'll be gone when you're in San Diego. But my house will be available if you'd Party. like to stay there. And you're going to the, <laughs> leave the key under the mat? I'd be happy to. Tell me what to put in the refrigerator, or do you have any pets, or are there any yeah, special... Put a pet in the refrigerator for us. That'd be, <laughs> that would be excellent. And then you know, maybe some beer for the band, and then just uh, leave the key, and that'd be terrific. Okay, do you need tickets to the baseball game? We've got a new downtown stadium. Oh, yeah. Get us tickets to the game, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, if I think of it, I'll let you know. Okay, just give me a call. Fantastic. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. If I could do the same for you, I, uh, I'd be surprised. But see, I thought she was going to leave the key under the mat and she was going to be there. That's what I was really kind of excited about it. But, but this is good, too. All right, we are going to uh, play another round of the Why Do You Know quiz because, uh, you know, not everyone got a chance last time. And not everyone will get a chance this time. We had a, a, a gentleman last time, if Josh was indeed a gentleman. How about a, a, a lady this time, a female of the species? Hey, this young lady down right here in the center. Yes, yes, you. Would you come down here? And... How are you? Nice to meet you. You are? Catherine Stewart. Catherine? Mm -hmm. Where are you from, Catherine? Dousman, Wisconsin. From Dousman, beautiful Dousman. My brother used to fish there. My brother used to go to Dousman and to sneak through some fields, farmer's fields, and there's a little pond there, uh, and he'd fish there. Was it Utica Lake? I don't know what it was, but it was people, uh, farmers would occasionally shoot at him, I think. When he... <laughs> we live off Utica Lake. Yeah, it was caught crappie or something there. I don't know what it was. Uh, uh, Catherine, right? Mm -hmm. Give me one reason why you'd like to play this quiz. Because I have four sons at home listening. And they you think they're, think they're still listening? Actually, because I have these four sons, I have to go to therapy a lot, and my therapist said I need some better self-esteem, so I need to play the quiz. Let's build our self-esteem. Come on, Catherine. Let's build that self-esteem. So I, I come from four sons, too. I'm, I'm the youngest of four sons. Oh. So that is an ordeal, isn't it? No girls? No girls. It? That's it. Our dog is the only other girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that an esteem problem, having just sons? No, it's actually quite fun. It gives yeah. me incentive to try to get in shape and stuff. Yeah. stay strong. So are, are you a stay-at-home mother? Are you working? Or? I am a homemaker yeah. and a homeschool teacher. Oh, so their homeschool was, oh, there's where the pressure comes from. Yes. Yeah. 
So isn't that kind of, that's tough though, because you you're not, wouldn't necessarily be good in all fields. No, no. I, yeah. I am a jack of all trades, master of none, so I'm, yeah. I'm quite qualified, I think. But. Yeah. Have you raised all the kids at home, with homeschooling? Or? So far. One yeah. year they were in school, yeah. and they didn't enjoy it. But They didn't. What about the socializing part of it? Uh, um, well, it depends on what you consider socializing. You know, uh, wearing low-riding pants <laughs> with your underwear sticking out, <laughs> that kind of thing. You can't get that at home. Well, my card question was asking you if you believe in arranged marriages, because you have daughters, yeah. and I have sons. Yeah. So I thought, I've only got two, though. We can't really double them up. <laughs> <like that. laughs> no. But that'd take care of two of them. Yeah, yeah. I, they do it in some, some countries, actually. I don't, I'm not sure that I'm ready for that yet. I've, I don't know if I want to marry them off quite yet, but uh, so it's something worth thinking about. My oldest is only 12. 12, 12. and the youngest is? Two. Two. It's Abraham yeah. is almost 12, Josiah is nine, Gideon. Is seven and Micah's two. These are Bible names. Yes. I couldn't help but notice. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's really, that's something. And are the kids here? They're at home listening. They're at home. They're at grandma's. Okay. This is their birthday present to me. Wonderful. And the thing about therapy, you were joking about that. Half. Half joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should, you should have excellent esteem. You're, you're a beautiful woman. You're Thank intelligent. You. you have a wonderful family. Thank you very yeah, much. Right. I can't believe I'm on the quiz. And you're on the quiz. I mean, <laughs> so your steam should be good. But if, if it takes this to build it up even more, then we're willing to do that. Thank you. Because it's easy to do here just <laughs> right. to get a steam on the What Do You Know quiz. Exactly. And I'd be happy yeah. to do that. We're faithful listeners. That we we uh, listen to you in the car no matter where we're at. We oh, have thank it on. you. Thanks. And now what we're going to do is someone out there will get a chance to play along with you in this esteem building. That door leads nowhere. Yeah. You, you thought you were sneaking out. There, you, you thought you were sneaking out. There is no sneaking out. No, that door leads, leads nowhere. That, uh, if you could open that door, you would actually fall into the lake. I can hear the... Yeah. I can hear the can splash now. The, can they get out that door? I don't think they can. I think they can. Oh, they opened yeah. that door for years, that door led nowhere. So, Jim, uh, someone out there called. Yes, in, they uh, should pick up the yeah. telephone and dial 1-800-942-5669 and answer this qualifying question. Well, let me get it then. Oh, here it is. Out of 100 men, how many think they could make a living gambling? According to Men's Health Magazine, the men who think that they could be professional gamblers and actually make a living out of out of 100 men within about... Uh, three. Within about three? Yep. Okay. Uh, Jim says we're going to the phones right now. Tammy's on the line from uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Nice to have yeah. you been there in a while. Hi, Tammy. Hello. How are you? I am fine, thank you. Yeah, how are things in Rapid City? It's not snowing. <laughs> yeah. Did you have it? There was a blizzard came through, wasn't there? Yes, on Easter. Oh, on Easter, yeah, okay. I know Denver had some snow just the other day, so uh, maybe it went, uh, went south. Uh, no, it missed us. Well, it, we're, Rapid City is in a strange place. It hits all the hills around us, but passes right over Rapid City. Isn't that something? We were there in the spring, weren't we, Jim? In yes, April, we were. I think in April in uh, Rapid City some years ago. So it, it was a nice time of year. Uh, Tammy, what do you do out there? I work at the airport. You do? What do you do for them? I search through people's items. You do? <laughs> do you get to keep the items you like? or? Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah. So you're, you're a screener. Exactly. Do you have the probe, uh, too, the wand or whatever they call it? The... Yes, I do use a wand. You do? But you don't use a probe, that'd be going too far. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I feel very safe, I yes. think, coming through uh, Rapid City, South Dakota as a result. Tammy, out of 100 men, how many uh, think they could make a living gambling? 100 men. Surprise is surprising finding, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. about it. Make a living at it. Actually yeah. make a living? Yeah, I think they Do could. Do I get a range? You get a range from zero to 100. <laughs> it's kind of an ego thing, like a male right. ego thing. I think that you could make a living. Uh, William Bennett can't do it. We know. No, that, no, that she, no, no. How about eighty-six? Oh, uh, we're not that crazy. <laughs> that's that's way high. Okay. Sorry, Tammy. Thank you for letting me call. Okay. Hope you look through my things sometime. <laughs> Joe's on the phone from uh, San Antonio, Texas. Hi, Joe. Hi, Michael. Weather decent in San Antonio? Rainy. Rainy, really? Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. Is this the rainy season down there? Rain, yeah. Yeah. Joe, what do you do in life? Uh, I'm in architecture and construction. Oh, you are? How's business? Busy. It's booming down there, I bet, huh? Very booming, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? Uh, watching the rain. <laughs> watching the rain. Watching the rain come down, yeah. You got to get out of the house once in a while, Joe. <laughs> are you married or? Yeah. Okay, no reason to. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 100 men, Joe, how many think they could make, they could make a living gambling? Uh, 86 is high. Yeah. Uh, but you're saying it's pretty optimistic, Paul. But to me, I was surprised. I you're surprised. Think, yeah, but that's just me. Well, you're pretty optimistic, so I'd say 26. <laughs> Within how many? You said six, Jim? Yeah. That's right. That's 20. 20 men out of 100 think they could make a living. So the, actually, the odds are a lot lower than... Right. Or, or greater as far as being able to actually do it. That's unbelievable. Uh, so Joe, well, you think you can make a living gambling? Uh, no, we had poker night a couple of weeks ago and uh, I made 15 cents. 15 cents? <laughs> At least you didn't lose. <laughs> Joe, this is Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Joe. Is it with a C or a K? K. K, all right. <laughs> We're here building your self esteem. Not that we you have, need uh, to. We have many Catherine's in our family. Yeah, all right, that's okay. The two of you, and it's, it's Joe with a J, isn't it? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Joe, you got kids, too? Or? I have one kid. One, one. Two and a half year old. Two and a half year old. Oh, good for good you. Good luck. <laughs> are you, are you going to homeschool? No. Okay. But she's running around saying, hi, Michael Philbin, right now. Oh, okay. Hi, sweetie. What's, what's your child's name? Uh, Olivia. Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Uh, the two of you work together on this and uh, collaborate on this quiz, and uh, what's, uh, what's the category? Those Jan? categories are current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science or odds and ends. You're actually talking into the microphone. Now, is that a change in your... <laughs> what, what, do I, what would I do otherwise? It, usually you put it to the side Way of over your... to the side? Yeah, and, uh, and where your chin is for hmm. some reason. It's a nice observation, Michael. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, you're the consummate professional. I thought it was a technique thing where you didn't, so you wouldn't. No, it's not a technique. No, thing. it's not a technique no. thing. Okay, well, it's just a seizure, apparently. Uh, Joe, what would you like? I'm sorry? Oh, uh, what, what category would you like? Want to hear them again? Yeah, please. Yes. Current events, people, places. Yeah, see, now it's back on your school, cheek. School, science, <laughs> odds and ends. <laughs> Current events, right on the news, maybe not, who knows. The, uh, the Bush administration is considering putting warning labels on what uh, personal uh, device? <laughs> personal device? A device used uh, personally. Used personally by George Bush? Uh, that I couldn't tell you. <laughs> maybe it should be, 
Oh, oh Joe, I'm not sure. <laughs> this come up in homeschooling? I am not a current yeah. event person. Yeah. Um, Warning labels on a personal device. Yes, yeah, so that's used in, uh, in, uh, uh, things in there? Uh, well, um, <laughs> cell phones? No, no, no. Uh, something that you might use, uh, uh, personal item, personal item. Toothbrush? Underwear? <laughs> I guess you don't know this, so we'll just go. Uh, no, no. Uh, condoms, condom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting close. Yeah. As long as they don't size them, I'm all right with that. I have no problem. Uh, Sorry, Joe. That, don't worry about that. That doesn't come up in homeschooling. No. There's uh, no right. <laughs> one wrong. Yeah. Don't, worry. don't let this affect your esteem. Not, not a good question. All right. So what's left there? People, places, school, science, odds and ends. Okay. Catherine? I like science. Science. Okay. Is that your best subject? Maybe. Science yeah. and math. I have a boy who wants to be a chemist. You do? Well, <laughs> we can link him up with a foam guy if you want. <laughs> There's a big future in foam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dung beetles. Dung beetles. Uh, they navigate, but do they do it by magnetic pole? Did I ask this one before? I don't think so. Okay, you'd remember that, I think. <laughs> Dung beetles, they navigate by magnetic poles, landmarks, or moonlight? The dung beetle. I'd say moonlight. Interesting. Uh, moonlight is what? What was the second one? Joe thinks. I would have first thought by smell, but I guess that's not, that's not an option. No, it's probably overwhelming for a dung beetle. <laughs> the options again? Magnetic poles, landmarks, or moonlight, and uh, Joe is leaning towards moonlight. Well, what if it's cloudy, Joe? Uh, then they go to the magnetic pole option. <laughs> <laughs> they fly by wire at that point. Or in this, it could be landmarks, I guess, as well. I don't know. No, I would. He thought moonlight, though, was his first reaction. Well, then, you know, moonlight, it's possible. Maybe they just don't I go anywhere when it's cloudy. I saw a thing on the Discovery Channel, and there, it was always dark, so I figured it was by, the, by new moonlight. Moonlight. Moonlight, moonlight is right, yes, Discovery <laughs> Channel. Thank goodness for the Discovery Channel. Jim? One right, one wrong. Ah, what's left there? People, places, school, odds and ends. Joe? All right, it might be easier to talk about the known cosmos uh, since the, what? It might be easier to talk about the known cosmos, which percentage-wise is. Okay, the known cosmos, the percentage of the cosmos that we actually know about as existing. Is it 0.4%, 0.3%, or 0.2% of the entire? Well, how would we know what percentage it was if we didn't know? <laughs> Yeah, that makes no sense in my life. Right. On the other hand, if you blow bubbles and crush them with sound waves, will their atomic nuclei fuse? You've probably done this in your spare time around the house. Any questions here? We were blowing bubbles yesterday. Ah. Did you crush them with sound waves? This was, What's the question again? This is left over from Purdue. Right. right. They do this at Purdue. <laughs> if you blow bubbles and crush them with sound waves, were their atomic nuclei fused? All the scientists in the crowd are saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty excited about it, too. Are you bubble people? 
We do have bubble people. You are? I'm going to go with yes. My daughter's expert in bubbles. She's a bubble person. Yeah, and your your daughter. So you're saying yes? I'd say yes. Yes, they do. And it's way cool. When it happens, it's it's way cool. Two right, one wrong. Okay, Jim, what's what's, uh, left there then? People, places, or odds and ends. All right. Is it your turn, Catherine? Places. Places. Could be anywhere. Let's see. The highest rate of road rage in Europe. Do we do this question, Jim? I don't think so. Where's my memory boy? (laughs) Did I ask this question before? No. No. Okay, thank you. You got to stick around me, honestly. I really need you. I'll pay you $25 a week, whatever, you you know, 30. Uh, The highest rate of road rage in Europe is in one of the following countries. Is it in in Britain, Ireland, or Italy? Ireland, those Irish are pretty... uh... I would not say Britain because the boys just went over there, my oldest two. And they didn't talk about road rage much. But th- were they driving? <clears throat> no, they, the no. they, they were on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> this includes both physical, uh, verbal abuse of uh, other drivers and shouting. And... Britain? No? Italy. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Italy. They're quite verbal with their hands and. Yeah, they, they talk they, with they, their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland's pretty feisty, you know. Irish, you know, they're always drinking. Well, that's true. Drinking and Let's not get into stereotypes here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Italy. But You're leaning towards Italy? What do you think, Joe? I was, my first thought was uh, Ireland, but, uh, but it could be Britain, you know. Who knows? So what, where are we at here? I think that covers all three. <laughs> was there one particular I, answer? I, I know it's not Britain. Hmm. Not Britain. I would unlikely to think Britain. Um, but see, so, doing The Godfather, I don't know, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Italy now just because that music yeah. kind of plain me. Because you're tired of defaming the Irish? And, <laughs> I can just see someone in pinstripes driving down the highway in a little Fiat or something. Oh, okay, let's go with that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we talked to you, Joe, really, because some of these things were beginning. Well, it could be Britain yes. just because... They have to be so prime and proper all the time that maybe they, they take, take it, it out, out when on they're the driving. Road. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's on the first two, Ireland and Britain, are on the wrong side of the road, so that would. But not to them. Make I mean, they're tight. they're used to it. You know, it's not like they think they should be on the right. All right. Well, we need an answer here, friends. Uh, Britain, Ireland, or Italy? Highest rate of road rage in Europe. Italy. I say Italy. Italy. I'm sorry. It's no. Britain. It's Britain. Yeah. Britain. <laughs> Overwhelmingly, uh, this is 80% of English drivers have been physically or verbally abusive, in, or at least in, admit doing it anyway. The musical cues aren't much of a help, are they? No, they're no. not. Yeah. Well, he didn't know. They're misleading. Yeah, so that's surprising. Can I assume it? a fetal position now? No, no, you're doing fine. Too right, too wrong. All right, this is it. Uh, that's right. This is where your steam just okay. yeah. <laughs> takes Straight off up. with this question. What's, what's left there? People again? or odds and ends? People, odds and ends. Uh, Joe, I guess it's your choice. People or odds and ends. Uh, yeah. Let's go with uh, people. Okay, kind of survey results. All right, do the rich live longer, healthier lives? All right, do the rich <laughs> live longer, healthier lives? Yes or no? Statist- mm-hmm. Yeah, statistically speaking, you know, in terms I of... I would think so. I was going to say no, actually. You're going to say no. You think they live miserable, short, miserable <laughs> lives? Yeah. Gratified only by their material wealth? Pretty much. They have the money to make themselves look longer. You'd think they would because they're, you know, they have a life of leisure and do nothing, but uh, they probably 
They could be working rich. You never know. Stress out over all their money. Got to keep it <laughs> keep it straight. I would I would tend to think yes. But that they do live longer, healthier lives. Yeah. And Joe thinks no. But I'm easily swayed, you know. He's easily swayed. <laughs> and the audience is. Uh, well, they have the money for the good health care. Yeah. And the money to get personal trainers. Yeah. And personal. Stuff like that. Steam therapy and. <laughs> I'm not rich. <laughs> So she says yes, and you say no. Joe, what's, what's the answer going to be here? Uh, they're going with no. They're going with no. But you think yes, don't you? I I'm do. thinking, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards, my partner says yes, so I'm. Ah, you're leaning towards that? Go with your, go with your gut on this, Joe. <laughs> or go yeah, with her gut, it's even better. Why me answer the question now? <laughs> uh, so you're thinking yes? Yes. Thinking, Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking no. But Catherine, you're still thinking yes. I am you? still thinking yes. Catherine is still thinking the, the yes. The audience yes. is changing with the wind, so I'm they're going, not I'm very going. reliable here. Joe, you're thinking yes now too, huh? I like to be a team player. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying yes? Yes. Yes, they do. Oh. Obviously they do. There's no question about it. Are you kidding me? Much happier, much longer, healthier. Are you kidding there's no question about it. They're five, they live five years longer in Canada alone, ladies and gentlemen, if they're rich. So uh, get rich, move to Canada, and you'll just be happy for an additional five years. But you'll be in Canada, of course. That's, that's a right. drawback, but still. Well, Joe, they won the quiz. Yeah. Soon to be more famous than even Rogers and Hammerstein or Lerner and Lowe, you've won the fruits of the duo Feldman and Seeger with the CD Her Country, the songs of Michael Feldman, as performed by John Seeger, along with Lou Whitney and the Skeletons. Catherine, you can extend the excitement and thrill of winning the quiz far into the future with What Do You Know? The Party Game. It's complete with witty, engaging host, two talented contestants, enthusiastic audience members, and the authentic Michael Feldman bobblehead. It's from Out of the Box Publishing. And both of you can blur the lines between a great education and great entertainment with Mental Floss, the magazine that lets you feel smart again, and tune up to Genius with the CD, What Do You Know About Mozart, with classical liner notes by Michael Feldman from Nimbus Records. Congratulations to you. Thanks for listening, too. Hang on, Joe. Make sure you get that stuff. Nice talking to you. And, of course, we'll be in San Diego, California for the live broadcast on Friday night, May 21st at the Civic Theater. You can get uh, tickets at the box office, the Civic Theater box office, uh, or call 619-570-1100 or go through Ticketmaster. And if you'd like to attend a show in Madison in May, call the box office at 608-262-2201. Next dates are May uh, 1st, 8th, and 15th. And we got a place to stay in San Diego. I'm pretty excited now about that. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Usually it's a hotel. Now, do you live in a nice part of town? Yeah. Yeah? Where do you live? Don't give the address or anything. Cause oh, the marina? Is it near the... Is it, oh, have you got a boat? Could you get one by then? Uh-huh. Aircraft carrier? I don't need a big boat. I need a small boat. We saw that last time. A carrier would be nice, yeah. But I, right. I was thinking Kitty something Hawk. like a little sloop or something. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, this is going to be a great trip. This I'm is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> and you know, uh, each week, we honor a town, village, or burg somewhere across the greater U.S. in our rearranged map of the same to tell us about our town of the week. Here is Jim Packard. As warm springs shimmer in the glare of the desert sun, a dusty oasis beckons you to stop and rest. Hey, would you say that again? As warm springs shimmer in the glare of the desert sun, a dusty oasis beckons you to stop 
and rest. Nice. This week's Nevada town originally was a stopover for stagecoaches on the old Spanish trail. Yeah. Indian Springs has provided creature comforts between Las Vegas and Death Valley ever since. Huh. The town developed as a tourist camp and dude ranch, then it became home to military and civilian personnel stationed at the Indian Springs Air Force Base where they flight test the Predator aircraft. Oh, yeah. Indian Springs is less than a half hour drive to Las Vegas and Nellis Air Force Base, home of the Thunderbird Precision Flying Squadron. The uh. Indian Springs High School athletic teams honor those flyers by calling themselves the Thunderbirds and the Lady Thunderbirds. Indian Springs is not a big town by any standard, some 1,500 people. Huh. Visitors will find the Indian Springs Casino on one side of town and the Indian Springs Prison on the other. Uh. More formally known as the Southwest Nevada Correctional Institute. For private accommodations, there is the Indian Springs Motor Hotel, there's a community center, a shell station, and a general store. Some people are drawn to the nearby Nevada underground test site, others prefer the Desert National Wildlife Refuge and the Toyabe National Forest. There is a peak at our town of the week, Indian Springs, Nevada. Very nice, Jeff. Yeah. So that's where they did the nu they did nuclear testing out there, underground testing? They, they did, nearby, yes. They don't still do that, do no. they? That's, uh, well, what can you see if you go to the site? It's just, it's, uh, under, it's underground, there's nothing can, to see. You can see it? sand that has been uh, glazed over by, um, by underground tests. By yeah. mm -hmm. They don't have, you can't go down into the hole or something. I don't think so, but I have not been there myself. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, so we're calling randomly right now. It's hard to get someone out there in Indian Springs who's going to talk to us because Lyle looks extremely frustrated. He says he's writing uh, very reluctant, it says here. In Indian Springs, uh, they, they don't want the attention drawn to themselves, apparently. Lyle, uh, is it a tough one? Tough nut to crack? Turn his mic on, would you? He's talking to me. Rick. Yeah. What did he say? Your mic's not working. Too bad. I'd love to hear what you're saying there, because it looks like it looks fascinating. I'm sure there's an engineer it, back there. They are, but for some reason, it's beyond our beyond our ken to make that microphone work. So you're you're dialing right now. You're still calling uh, people out there, or are you just too frustrated? <laughs> he's he's mumbling something. He's muttering. He's probably it's a good thing we can't hear him. He's trying. Yeah, he's trying. We're dialing Indian Springs, and uh, so the Thunderbirds are stationed out there. You said that's uh, right. Got the Thunderbirds. Yeah. Um, what's, the Air, what's the Air Force Base there? The Air Force Base is Indian Springs, and then that's uh, not very far from Nellis Air Force Base, where the yeah. Thunderbirds are based. And how far is this from Vegas? Uh, about a half an hour. What Less than a half an oh. hour. It's, yeah. a, it's out in the desert from It's from out, out in the desert, I believe, yeah. if I recall correctly, to the north. Yeah. And you got your casino on one end of the town. Casino on, and then a prison on the other. Your prison on the other. Is mm -hmm. that a federal prison? I'm not sure. A federal casino? I think or? it's a state, but I'm, yeah. but I'm not exactly positive. Yeah. We were going to do this about, what, three, four weeks ago. and You can't remember what happened. And then we canceled the show because your, yeah. your back went bad yeah. and south. Yeah. And uh, your leg went oh, south. Oh, blame it on me. You don't have nothing on this town. And, and then I haven't really looked at fault. it since. So yeah. if I had a young man around here who remembered all of these things, why? But it was a stagecoach stop, wasn't it? It was a stagecoach stop and an and oasis, the, yes. Was that the Wells Fargo? Uh, yes, it was Wells Fargo, as a matter of fact. Oh, well, so they stopped there, did yeah. they? And if the Pony Express got lost, they would stop there, too. Was it a booming metropolis before uh, Las Vegas was... Uh... I don't think it was ever a booming metropolis. No. No. Why did it stop there, the stagecoach, then? Uh, because of the springs, and they would take on oh, water. Oh, they would take on That's water right. there, would they? Mm-hmm. And there were a few trees so the passengers could get out, dismount, 
be about a day's ride a at that shade, point. A little shade, a little water. Yeah. yeah. Where, were they, where were they coming from for the most part? Well, though? they were coming from Las Vegas going to Death Valley. They're going to do a little mining down there. Probably. So there was a Las Vegas. In there. I always think of Las Vegas as being like kind of a modern phenomenon. I think there was always some little village, maybe even a native village, um, that uh, existed there. Yeah. And then when um, Budsy Siegel and, and the other mobsters came out, uh, they just developed uh, Las Vegas from that. You're making this up as you go along, aren't you? Actually, Bugsy Siegel and his friends yeah. did build Las Vegas, yes. Well, the Flamingo, wasn't it? Right, that yeah. was the first one. Yeah. yeah. I saw that movie, too. That was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Warren, Warren, Warren Beatty. Beatty. Yeah, excellent. Good film. Yeah. So Indian Springs could have been Las Vegas, is what you're saying. Exactly. It, it could was, have been. It was that close. Yep. If it had just chosen that one, uh, uh, it would have been it. Yeah. We're still dialing. Are, are we, uh, Lyle? Or are you done for the day? Or... We're trying to I get wish they would turn there. his mic on so we yeah. could actually hear well, him. Well, it's just, it's, not, it's a prop, is my... But I know I, that he's, I, he's spoken to us over... He has, but just we can't, they, they didn't plug it in or something, I don't know. But he's busy now dialing anyhow, randomly. It's not easy dialing randomly. No. You've got, they... got to generate random numbers, and that's never easy. And I suppose that was turned off when the renovation went on here. The random generator? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened. So uh, were there Indians in Indian Springs, uh, or just Springs? Native Americans, as we call them. Uh, yeah. what, what tribe would that be out there? I think it was the Toyabi. The Toyabi. The Toyabi? Yeah, it's T-O-Y-I-A-B-E. There's a Japanese, Japanese tribe? It could have been, you know. Walked over the uh, mainland from Russia. Interesting. So they came across the strait. Nomadic. When it was frozen. Right. And settled in Indian Springs. In Indian Springs. Because the water and the shade was there. That's right. And that was appealing. Uh-huh. That's, that's really fascinating. Uh, give it a few more minutes here because we don't want to shortchange it for this event. It's very important to get someone from Indian Springs. Lyle, if you try the community center, that, I know there's always somebody Isn't there. Isn't there a Feldman living there that you can call up? Like usually, if there's a Feldman living in a town, he, he, he will call a Feldman. That's the first thing he looks for in the phone a book. Feldman in Indian Springs. Yeah. You would think there'd be one. Right. Yeah. Call the temple. Call... <laughs> Call the synagogue there, the Indian Spring Shul. Call a conservative temple. Don't call the Orthodox, because it's Saturday. I'll call it Reform Temple. They'll probably answer the phone, but they're working on that right now. And then, were you surprised at some of the things you learned about Indian Springs? I was uh, surprised at the complexity of the community, uh, yes. given uh, that it's just, you know, out uh, in the middle of, um, of Nevada. Yeah, but they do have shade there. Shade? But they have, they have springs. What, what businesses or what, what is, is it mostly the Air Force Base that they make their living? Or? A lot of people who, who live there are um, probably working at Nellis Air Force Base or the other Air Force Base. Uh -huh. um, and they, they like to go to uh, either the community center. That's a big draw. Yeah. A lot of uh, programs They're probably going there on now, there. I bet. And there is the Shell Station and the General Store. And ah. so, this um, sounds like romance. You go in there to the Which Shell Station, pick up your La morning Crosse, coffee. Very much like that. That's so, true. Yeah. A little bigger than romance. Yeah. I, I would imagine that people from lacrosse have migrated over there as yeah. well. But there is no the, industry that grew up uh, just the prison. in the shade no. and the water. And no. There's no manufacturing facility or anything like that. Okay. The casino, the prison, that's the jobs. Uh-huh. 1,500 people, you say, all together. About that, that yeah. Then the there may be, men, women, and children? Or? There may have been a, a birth in that um, yeah. few weeks since we were going to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Does that include the prison population? Or? No, it doesn't. Oh, so it's actually considerably larger. That's right. There's probably as many people in the prison as there are in town. I would think so. Well, it looks like that's our town of the week, <laughs> Indian Springs, Nevada.
Well, then we probably ought to pick a town for uh, next week. You throw the start, you are? Zach. Yeah, Zach, whip that in there. That'll, don't hit Indian Springs, please. Anywhere else is fine. Jim, just lean way back. Whoa, nice arm on Zach. Did he whip that in? Looks like uh, Cotula, Texas, near Tilden. Thanks very much. Did I mention that we were going to be in San Diego? Yeah. I think that's May 21st. Yeah. And uh, tickets yeah. are available through Ticketmaster or at the uh, Civic Center box I'm office. I'm excited about it. At the third. Oh, we got a place to stay and a yeah. boat and everything. This is going to be a great trip. Yeah. Uh, to find out more about Michael Feldman's books, board game, and CDs, just go to notmuch.com or call our hotline at 1-800-WHA-KNOW. Michael Feldman's What Do You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, producer, international. Todd Witter, producer, with help from Lyle Anderson, Judith Heisey Kavalik, Diana Cook, Kelly Osborne, and Casey Schmidt. Technical director Stephen Cologne with assistance from Rick Kirkpatrick. Next week, we're back live at Monona Terrace with all of the news that isn't. Fresh quiz questions. Lynn Truss, the author of Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. Bye-bye, Mike. Thanks, Jim. Thank you all for coming. Nice to see you down here. Join us if you can. I'll talk to you again next week. John Tooling, Jeff Hammond. PRI, Public Radio International.